Southeast Iowa. Uh oh. Is that not good? That doesn't look good. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay, back after a momentary glitch. Uh, I'm sitting here with the lovely, the talented Kim, who is the proprietor of uh, Market at the Square. We're going to talk about your store because it's worth talking about. Also on hand, a young man named John Bain. John, a tickle to have you on board. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You are the owner of the General Lee. Yes, sir, I And am. today's theme seems to be TV shows, series, that kind of thing. And, of okay. course, you got the General Lee. Uh -huh. we got to be talking about the Dukes of Hazzard. Yes, sir. One of and, the best television shows ever. Well, I was a fan of the show... Uh, who was the gal in the skivvies? Catherine Bach. Yeah. The Daisy Dukes. The Daisy Dukes. <laughs> yes. She was a uh, a very attractive young woman. Yes. Much like you. Kurt. Oh, yeah. Anyway, tell us about, let's start with the book. John. Okay. You've authored this book. Mm -hmm. it, it involves your daughter. Right. Christy. That's right. Uh, share with our viewers a little background about uh, okay. her and the reason we you wrote sure. the book well the book's called christie's journey the beat goes on and back in june of 2019 my daughter christie at the age of 29 she was at work having a normal day and uh, about 4 15 4 30 in the afternoon she went into cardiac arrest um, which obviously is not good it's uh not the phone call that a parent ever wants to get about their child no matter what age they are uh, fortunately, uh, God lined up angels for Christy. She had help there. There were people at her office that helped her by starting uh, um, CPR. Uh, one of the police officers that was nearby, Officer Michael Wade, he came in as a first first responder and took over and uh, kept her kept her going until the paramedics got there. And uh, to kind of capsulize this and long story short during the course of this process and I want to say thank you to Dr. Hay Kevin Hayes her cardiologist at Christus St. Michael Hospital in Texarkana, Texas and Dr. Kevin White uh, they were able to determine that she was born with a rare birth defect in her heart her pulmonary artery was connected to the wrong side of her heart so her whole life that it wasn't functioning properly she was not getting the freshest, most oxygenated blood to her heart as you normally would. It would pass through her whole body first. And what we've learned about this is a lot of people that have this condition um, don't live past their teenage years. And, and it makes sense. Many of them don't know that they have that either, Exactly. Right? You, yeah, they just don't know. And one of the things that um, we know as a family is how blessed and fortunate we are because things don't always go the way that they we want them to as, as for individuals. Or the so, way you expect them. Or we ex expect them. And, yeah, so we're very fortunate. We're very blessed. Now, was there any indication prior, uh, prior to this? Uh, uh, no, there wasn't. And the really amazing miracle part of this was two and a half months before... Uh, this happened, she gave birth to my grandson, Weston. And she went through that whole labor process where it's a miracle that something didn't happen during that. And that, uh, did, they, did they look uh, at his heart? And 
yes. deem him Yeah, in fact, that healthy? was a big concern that Christy had, sure. and she talked with his pediatrician, and they did uh, look at that and check it out, and everything, thank God, is fine. And, and she, Christy, then, without any prior concerns, was her lifestyle, did they say that, was she a smoker? No, did she none. eat a lot of bad food? No, or? she's very healthy. In fact, uh, you know, for her cardiologist, um, she's not a normal patient. I mean, she's not overweight. She's not high blood pressure. Doesn't have those risks that you know of drinking and smoking, you know, to excess or any of that. And uh, so, yeah, it's a whole. Could, does it make sense that had she done those kinds of things, this would have occurred sooner? Oh, I would think so. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, you know, she played sports as a teenager. Uh, her mother and I, when she was younger, were co coaches for her on her softball teams and soccer teams, and I was the guy that would make her run harder. <laughs> you know, I felt that, thinking oh. about that, you know. Oh, worst father of the year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Gosh, but d does it make sense in, in your experience uh, with your daughter? Uh, I hear about these things on occasion where somebody just keels over, and they're in the middle of you know, jogging or, mm -hmm. or mowing the lawn or something. And they they just drop, and they unfortunately pass away. And after they're in the hospital and they kind of check things out, they said, gosh, yeah, there was a heart condition. Right. So they so they don't understand that they, they needed to be more careful about right. that kind of thing because right. they and just didn't know. You just don't know. And um, like I said before, a lot of uh, teenagers with this condition – um, they might be out on the playing field or a practice field and succumb to it, and that's it. And we've heard stories like that. Mm -hmm. Is As a result of some of this, is there now, and hopefully you're going to say yes, but is there methods that they can take to find out earlier? You know, uh, they can do um, uh, echocardiogram to, to see inside of a heart. It's something that is so rare that it's not probably something that maybe someone's insurance would just pick up for the heck of it, you know? I mean, they have to have a reason to look, mm -hmm. and just because of a worry doesn't necessarily warrant that, which is a scary thought. You know? oh, it's, mm -hmm. And um, her surgeon, she ended up having to fly from on a medical transport plane from Texarkana to Cleveland, to the Cleveland Clinic, and her surgeon, Dr. Hani Najem, who was originally from Saudi Arabia, just came to the United States in 2016. He's doing surgery on her in 2019. And most of his patients um, are children. She actually had her surgery in the pediatric wing of the heart hospital at Cleveland Clinic. And she was 29? Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. a remarkable story. It's, it's, it's so what was the, in, I mean, as if that wasn't enough, mm -hmm. What was the inspiration to write the book, and, and what do you hope happens, and the purpose okay. for the book? Well, the inspiration was basically having conversations like I'm having with you two, with friends, family, and acquaintances, and hearing more than once, more than twice, more than three times, when I would say, I don't, God has a plan for us, but I don't know what it is. And I would hear people say, you should write a book. And I heard it enough times that I said, you know, Maybe I should write a book. So I started. And uh, my whole goal of this book now is, and this kind of came after the fact, after what we went through with the pandemic in 2020, 
this book, there's an underlying theme in here, two things. One, we need the Lord in our lives, and we need each other in our lives. We are designed to be a community and be together. We're not designed to be shut up and isolated and away from others. And that story, that is here because if my if this would have happened to Christy in 2020, I would, my wife and I would not have been able to be at the hospital with her, as well as her husband, wouldn't have been able to take her kids to see her, you know, would not have been, it, the whole journey would have been different and she would have been on her own. And I feel, I have great empathy for people that went through similar things during 2020 and now, and I do know how blessed we are, and I do know that God puts us on different paths and plans, and we have all of us have different routes to go, but one of the things that we have to do is keep faith. Absolutely. Now, back to her condition, mm -hmm. can, can or did they determine that this was somehow hereditary? It was not hereditary. So it, it just happened just on its own? A, yeah, birth defect on its own. Mm -hmm. and, and it's been corrected now through surgery. It is. She also has um, a defibrillator inside her just in case and um, I was fortunate and got to go to her year after checkup with her cardiologist and with the, the specialist that deals with the uh, defibrillator she's had knock on wood and thank the Lord she's had no incidences at all and it's got a great report and she feels at times you know if it comes time to when the battery runs out in 12 or 15 years and what they do is they put in a whole new defibrillator at that time. She will be at a point where she's going to want to say, hey, I don't want you to put one in, or I feel more comfortable having it at that point. So it's, a, it's, it's an ongoing process. She, she uh, does, she's so good now. She works, um, runs her and her husband's logging and trucking business. And she watches her little boy all day long, or my grandson. And, and he's how old now? He's just a little over two. Ah, uh, and he's, yeah. he, and I don't know if I already asked you this, but he's fine. He's, he's fine. He actually had. And it the, makes sense. They checked. Yeah, they checked because of that. And uh, and he's uh, he's a little wild man. <laughs> At two, we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And we FaceTime just about every day. And he, if I'm not right on the camera with him when my wife is. He calls my wife Gigi, and I'm Papa. And if uh, Papa's not on the camera, he's like Papa, Papa. He's looking for me. <laughs> and I understand they're watching now. Yes. So okay. hello to Weston and Christy and Andrea. <laughs> my son Sean. He's watching from Bluegrass. Yeah. That's where you live in Bluegrass. I actually live in Wayland, just outside of town in the country, Wayland, Iowa. I'm originally from the Quad Cities. Okay. Yeah. And I worked uh, at KLJB Fox 18. I was there for 28 years, and I was director of programming for our station group so I actually so Seinfeld Seinfeld tie for me is I actually um, scheduled Seinfeld on our stations um, perfect yeah, in syndication so there's a little tie in there now, I, <laughs> I lived in the Quad Cities for oh, a number of years okay so your station again was Fox 18 KLJB KLJB I, who, who were some of the news people there oh uh, we had uh, Greg Wilson oh. um, gosh we had uh, trying to think it's been a while um at one point bailey deets okay um was an anchor who was the nbc affiliate of kwqc okay the the female anchor well there was uh sharon derek and paula sands paula sands yeah.
Paula has a show on every day? I, I was on it a couple of times. Okay. Right. Paula Sands. The great lady. Yes, mm -hmm. very nice. Yeah. And she was married to the weather guy? Uh, she's married to a guy that was in radio. His uh, on-air name is David Sands. Right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he works there too, didn't he? Uh, he might have at one time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The best part about the Quad Cities, see if you concur, not only that. I was just there yesterday. See if you agree. Circle Tap. Huh? Kelly oh, Circle Tap? On the Locust. Yep, and now that, yeah, and um, now I think they're on 53rd. Oh, really? Yeah. So the Circle Tap is closed? Well, I think they, they moved to, I think they moved to 53rd Street in Davenport. Well, I know there was a lot of development going on yeah, there. Yeah, uh, But Very the Circle busy. Tap might have had the best ribs. That, I, I'm not going to argue that. Although Jim's Rib Haven in Rock Island is really good, okay. too. Okay, all right. Now, but whenever my wife and I get back to the Quad Cities, we have to stop at Rudy's Tacos. Oh, yeah. And that's what we did yesterday. Not a lunch. bad choice. It was, had some enchiladas. There you go. Yes. <laughs> there, were, there were a couple of them. Uh, weren't they? They're like... Uh, oh, there's uh, several Rudy's in yeah, the Quad in, Cities. Yeah, in Des Moines, it's, uh, it's a chain of taco places. Okay. Uh, I can't think that, I can't, it's not Rudy's. But, but you know, when you think food in the Quad Cities, you got Rudy's Tacos, Harris Pizza, Happy Joe's, uh, Hungry Hobo, and Whitey's Ice Cream. Oh, <laughs> yeah, in that order. Yeah. yeah. I remember the Harris Pizza, uh -huh. and and uh, as I remember it, kind of spicy. Yeah. Sometimes I'd get a little gas. Well, you know, and that's I mentioned, why. I mentioned that only in passing. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, at least he didn't ask us to pull his finger. <laughs> it's early. Yes. Yet. It's early. Well, John, uh, that's a captivating story. Thanks. Yeah, and should I, I should also say, this book is available at the Washington Public Library in Washington, Iowa, the Kelowna Public Library in Kelowna, Iowa. It will soon be in the Maud Public Library in Maud, Texas. And it's also available worldwide online on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart. Anywhere you buy a book, you can get this book. How often are you out purposely with the the promotion of the book and well, signing copies and just, uh, telling your story. Actually, just uh, really started to get the push going. I've got two book signings coming up, one in Mod, Texas on July 17th at the Mod Public Library, and then I'm going to be at the Kelowna, Iowa Public Library on July 31st. Oh, nice. Is that right next to the cheese place, the uh, cheese house? Uh, it's down the road. Because right? yeah. <laughs> after you buy a copy of the book, you need yeah, to go get, go some, get, get some cheese. And stop. I also have uh, books available at the Kelowna Historical uh, Library or Village in their uh, gift store. How recently did this come out? Uh, it was just became available for sale at the end of February. Okay, so recent. Yeah, very recent. I smell bestseller. <laughs> Thank you. You have to split the proceeds with your daughter? Well, I definitely have some plans in the future. It's once we get to the point of profits, uh, there's going to be uh, some sharing with a number of good agencies. And, uh, and your grandson. Yeah, and the other thing is uh, I have it on the back of the book, Learn CPR. And then I've got Cleveland Clinic and Christus St. Michael Hospital, uh, all worthwhile organizations. What do you discuss in there in the way of diet? Because you and I both could probably yeah. uh, basically. Well, one of the things we discovered at the Cleveland Clinic, uh, when you want to go get like a, a Coca-Cola 
you know, regular Coca-Cola or something like that. They don't sell that there. And then you realize, oh, you're in a heart hospital. No wonder they don't sell things <laughs> like that. You know, yeah, Probably what, not a smoking area. Definitely not a smoking <laughs> right. area. But one of the neat things is uh, for my daughter, that her cardiologist is encouraging her to eat more salt. That tells you how much different of a patient she is than wow. someone with, a, with yeah. heart issues. So. Wow. Uh, John, in the name of the book, is Christie's Journey. Mm -hmm. The Beat Goes On. The Beat Goes On. Mm -hmm. Appropriately titled. Thank you. That's good. Uh, what else do you want us to know about this rare condition? Uh, I guess, the, I, as I said before, we just know how fortunate and blessed that we are. And we also know how sometimes things don't go the same way for other people. And I don't know the answers to that man upstairs sure. does. And I just would say, if you see things where maybe your child isn't right or for something is just a little Were different. Were they get tired real quick? Yeah, anything. Kind of anything. Did your daughter She tired? never really did, no. Yeah. She, you know, it, hers, it was a, it's a mystery. Uh, the way that it went, but I would just say in general, any of your loved ones, if something doesn't seem right, mm -hmm. don't just say it's going to pass. Go get it checked out. That gut feeling. Yeah, because if something is wrong in a little bit, it might be a bigger issue later on, sure. or it might be the start. So go go talk to somebody now uh, medically. <laughs> with things working out as well as they seem to have for your mm -hmm. daughter and her children. Have you ever, as a result of this, had anybody come up and say, you know, my son, my daughter had the same thing? Uh, well, what we found out when we were in the Cleveland Clinic in the uh, uh, pediatric surgical waiting room, uh, Christy was the oldest patient having surgery that day. We met people that had children as young as infants up to 19 years old all in the same boat that we were all in. And with the same condition? Yes, the, similar, yeah, the, similar okay. heart issues. So it isn't uncommon. Right. Apparently it's something that, you know, can can be a factor. And, and found out sooner than later and better and for the better, you know. It's just like my daughter. Hers passed by for 29 years without yeah. an issue. Well, I remember uh, Pistol Pete Maravich Remember him, the great NBA yeah. basketball player? Mm -hmm. And I remember the story about when he passed away. He was out playing hoops and nothing out of the ordinary. And he just collapsed and died, had a heart attack. And they said later after the autopsy, he'd had a heart condition his entire life. And probably didn't know it. And had no, they, he yeah. and his family had no idea. Yeah. This is such a, a, a tragic thing to have happen. It, it makes sense they're working on uh, a machine that, you know, through some kind of x-ray, they can yeah. see that. Like well, I know her, Christy's surgeon, Dr. Najem, he has done over 5,000 of these this wow. type of heart surgery. So, um, you know, gentlemen and ladies like him that are in there doing the research and having the experiences can only be for the better for future generations. Oh, yeah, and hopefully they do come up with something that allows yeah. them to see immediately that, hey, we need to go in here and change some things. Well, yeah. if we're allowed to uh, 
people are allowed to be innovative and, and be able to search and research, uh, it'll happen. And these surgeries are mostly done on children too, right? right? Is that mm -hmm. what you're saying? That's correct. Yeah, she was in the pediatric surgical room. Yeah. Well, I smell bestseller, John. Well, I appreciate it. Christie's journey, the beat goes on. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. Buy two, keep one, give one away. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, now let's move on to something a little more uh, entertaining. Or, Fun. Because that was all informative. <laughs> yes. And, and wonderfully done. Okay. You're Thank here you. for another reason, yes. aren't you? Yeah, but, a couple reasons. I see the... Uh, the, the the General Lee. General Lee. Yep. It was tongue-tied there. <laughs> Tell us about the General Lee. Was it used in the series? Did you have it custom-made to, to look just like it? And well. What do you do with it? I bet you're in a parade every weekend. In the I, I'm definitely going to be in a parade on Saturday in Wayland, Iowa. Okay. You know? uh, my General Lee is what I would call a tribute car. Uh, when I was 12 years old, I got influenced by a show that came on in January of 1979 called The Dukes of Hazard," And uh, I was hooked. I mean, you got two good old boys out in the country racing around in their hot car, uh, rebellious, you know, having a good time and uh, fighting the system. Uh, whatever the system is, they, they were up against it. And, and when you're you're 12, going on 13, and you watch that every Friday night. And back then, uh, there weren't any VCRs. You tuned in and watched. And uh, I was hooked. And I I wanted uh, I wanted a car like that right away. And of course, my dad uh, he made sure that didn't happen because he know he knew back then I'd probably have wrapped it around a telephone pole or something. Well, at 13, you're, yeah. you're not, able, not able, able to get drive. a license. Yeah, but right. at 16, I was ready, and I had money saved up, and I wanted to. <laughs> but uh, I ended up getting that car. Uh, tell you my age, I'm going to be 55 in August, but I got that car 24 years ago, this wow. past May. It was not a General Lee at the time. My brother and I, my brother Joe and I, we uh, met a guy down... Um, we met the guy and his wife outside of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, at a La Quinta Inn. Uh, back then, to, I kind of jumped ahead. How we found the car, uh, the internet was just starting to take off. And you weren't really sending digital photos or anything like that at that time. But my wife posted on a message board that we were looking for a 68 through 70 Dodge Charger and put my, our phone number on it. And a week or two later, a guy calls me calls my house we didn't have cell phones <laughs> calls my house and says hey are you still interested in a car my friend's got a 70 charger for sale i said yeah i might be so we um his friend called me and we started talking over the phone he revved the engine up for me over the phone you know i could hear it running and and then he snail mailed me the old us mail uh pictures <laughs> of the car and we ended up making a deal and my, he was down in Milton, Florida, which is by Pensacola. And I said, well, how are you going to get this car up to Bettendorf, Iowa? And he says, well, I thought you would come get it. And I said, well, I'm paying a hefty sum, which in retrospect wasn't, because <laughs> they've really gone up since in 24 years. But uh, so we ended up meeting at that La Quinta Inn outside of Nashville. And my brother and I went down with a trailer, and, and I could see it from the, the highway. I could see it was orange then. I go, there's my car, and my mm. brother's like, not so fast, you might, you might not be worth buying. And, well, we ended up hauling it home that day. And 
Did I hear you say that was a 70? Yep. 1970? 1970. The General Lee itself was a 69 Dodge Charger. Um, and that's why I call this a tribute car because it's not exact, it's not a replica. But one thing that's neat about it, besides driving around and having a good time, I've got signatures on the dash and under the hood of the TV show stars. Oh, really? Yeah, John Schneider, Tom Wilpat, Catherine Box, Sonny Schroyer, wow. Ben Jones, James Best, Don Pedro Colley. You had me at Catherine Box. <laughs> well, how did you run into those folks? Well, in 07, uh, ben Jones and his wife, Alma, they have a, uh, a store, Cooter's Place, in Nashville, Tennessee, not far from the Grand Ole Opry. And they were having uh, Duke's Fest down there. And they had that at the Music City Motorplex in Nashville. And be, the night before the Duke's Fest started, they had all General Lee and uh, TV show car owners park in a special place. So you had General Lee's, you had squad cars, you had Cooter's tow truck. Batmobile? No, Daisy's Jeep, you know, Daisy's Roadrunner. But they had us in a special area, and they all the stars came around in golf carts and ran, went around and posed with pictures and autographs. Cool. With the cars, yeah. Very cool. So I got a bunch of them at that point. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> that little friend didn't. That wasp yeah. bother you? <laughs> it's going to go to me or John first. Yeah. You're yeah. okay. I don't know. <laughs> kind of eyeballing us over there. It's like, move on. There he goes. <laughs> okay. So what, when the Dukes of Hazard people stopped by, what, what kind of comments did they have for your car? Uh, well, one of the things John Schneider told me was my car was a lot nicer than any of the ones they ever had on the show. <laughs> <laughs> he said they were pretty much just put together and spray painted and slapped some decals on. And away. Now, I, I assume they had several for, yes. for the purpose of filming the show. Uh, have you ever had an opportunity to buy one of them? I have not, but one thing that really cool that happened in my past life when I worked for the television station I was with my boss, and we were at Warner Brothers Studio in Burbank, and this was in 07. And uh, we're walking around the studio, and we're going to have lunch with a CW Network executive. And as we're walking into the Wonderland, basically, once you go through the gate, it becomes a big movie studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I look over on the, on the side street, and there's three cars lined up in a row and they all have car covers on them. Guess what was under the car covers? Dukes of Hazard. Three generalies. Three generalies. I, I told my boss and I told the guy we we're meeting. I said, "Hal, it's. I'm glad that we're here to to see you, but that made the trip." <laughs> <laughs> Did they take the tarps off the cars? You get to look at them up uh, close. No, we didn't get to look real close, and, but I'm I knew what they were. I'm confident you said, "Are any of them for sale?" Yeah. Well, there was a guy uh, several years ago that bought, like, they had, like, 13 left from the show, and he bought all of them. Oh. So they're they're out and about hmm. in different locations across the country now. There still are some. Hmm. Now, because you've got, according to John Schneider, the best well, looking, be better the best than looking yeah. replica. <laughs> Uh, would you be interested in another one, or is that? Is that... Uh, well, I've had this one for 24 years, and it's just it's part of the family. You know, I met so many people that are now friends of mine that I would not have had the opportunity to meet if I didn't have that car. And what's interesting, and I'm surprised you haven't asked yet, the flag on the roof. I do have the Confederate flag, the Rebel flag, and 
there's a lot of controversy in our country right now yeah. with that. But one of the neat things that I have found out when I'm out and about, and I've been all over, I've been in the southeast with this car down in Tennessee and in Georgia, and I've been up here in the Midwest, and I've never had anyone be negative towards the car. Um, and I've had people of all skin colors have their picture taken with the car with big smiles on their faces because they know what the car represents. It represents that TV show, The Dukes of Hazard, where it was good, wholesome values and you stood up for what was right. You uh, said your prayers, you did you, the whole bit. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the, the whole flag on the roof just re represents the boys being rebellious. That's all it meant. Well, I, I hear you. I agree with everything you said. Uh, and I'm hopeful it stays that way, but we all know that today, and more so as we move on, uh, people are so politically correct mm -hmm. and, and almost eager oh, yeah. to start some kind of, you know, uh, argument of some sort. So I hope I hope you don't have to go through it. Yeah, I hope I don't either. All right, so, but here's the, uh, and a moment ago you said, well, I know you're going to ask, and I, and I thought, I'm going to ask anyway. Everything's got its price. Mm -hmm. With whatever you paid for 24 years ago, you could easily triple your money. Yeah. If somebody came up here... I could probably quadruple or five times my money. <laughs> obviously. Uh, but if somebody came up here now with a stack of $100 bills, would they have enough to buy it from you? Uh, if my wife, Andrea, is listening... Uh... Honey, you might want to shut this off. <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> wow. wow. Not at the moment. Well, if she's the wife I believe her to be, she's saying, John, you keep it. She is. It means that much to you, you keep it. She she, she is that way. But I'll give you 900 bucks for it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Cash? Cash. Cash, my friend. <laughs> so you were talking about what's on top of the car. What's inside the car? That's interesting to know. Well, I have signatures. Are you referring to those? No, I'm talking, are you talking about, about the uh, leather interior. Nope, or? I'm talking about the ranch. Where you keep your horses? Keep my horse. What? The oh. horse powered <laughs> in your motor. Oh my god. <laughs> It's under the hood. When yes. I snap okay. my fingers, you awaken feeling cool and refreshed. Kim, you had me hypnotized. I don't know. Uh, so, under the hood is a 300. We talked about this. It's a 383 cubic inch power of Mopar muscle. Now you're supposed to grunt. <laughs> it has a 391 uh, gear in the rear end, so it has a sure track, posi, as some people would call it. Uh, in the shifter I've got on the transmission, I've got a reverse manual valve body shifter and transmission. So I shift as I go, first, second, third, and then downshift second to first, you know, from third. I don't have to push a clutch though, which makes it even more fun because you nice. can shift without having to push a clutch and all that. And if nice. you get stuck on a hill, you don't have to worry about rolling backwards or, you know, all the fun that goes with that. Yeah. So I get to shift while I'm driving and I get to, oh, and it also has a Dixie horn. Of course. We heard it uh, as you drove into the yeah. town square. What about, you say you got all the Dukes of Hazards uh, autographs. Mm -hmm. Who other names are in there that signed your dashboard? Well, 
they're all Dukes of Hazard uh, stars. John Schneider, Tom Wopat, Sonny Schroyer, who played Deputy Enos Strait, the dipstick. We got Sheriff Roscoe. I've got uh, Deputy Cletus Hogg. I've got uh, Sheriff Little, who was Don Pedro Colley, who was also in um, was in uh, some of the Daniel Boone TV series. He was in some of those episodes. Um, let me see. I, I said Catherine Bach, Rick Hurst, Ben Jones played Cooter. He's signed under the hood. He actually says this general has been inspected at the Hazard Garage by by Cooter, and he's got Ben Cooter Jones on it. I've got James Best, Sheriff Roscoe. So they got quite a few. Now the ones in under the hood, is there a chance they're going to fade or? I got them sprayed with a clear coat. Oh, okay, all right. And it's only Dukes of Hazard people. Yes. Okay, I was, I was thinking when you said that a lot of various TV stars from a variety of shows oh. would come by. I thought maybe I had them sign it no, too. But not it yet, sense. but you know, it'd be kind of cool. Like um, you know, they used to have the uh, Hazard uh, um, uh, where. Or Sheriff Roscoe would have the speed trap and catch a famous celebrity and in order to pay for their ticket they had to perform at the Boar's Nest so you'd have like the Oak Ridge Boys and people like that so maybe if I see the Oak Ridge Boys someday have them sign the trunk lid or something yeah. Okay. Yeah. well Kim and I are going to open it up and sign it for you yeah. oh okay yeah. <laughs> alright oh that's right you, you would have been like you probably weren't even born when the Dukes of Hazard were on. So. Oh, I don't know. Am I surprised yet? <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> who's, your, uh, who's your favorite Power Ranger? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the blue. Right. Okay, we're being told here by our producer we got to kind of wrap things up. All right. John, we have enjoyed visiting with you. Hey. Uh, and Christy and your grandson's name? Weston. And Weston. My, and my granddaughter, Natalie. Weston, your uh, grandpa told me that the next time he's down there to visit you, he's going to take you out and buy a bunch of toys. That's true. <laughs> no so doubt about it. If he looks like he forgets, you remind him. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. John, we couldn't uh, have been happier you were able to make some time to come out and hang with us. And you got to promise you will again sometime. I will. If you have you me do. back, I'll be back. We'll certainly invite you. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks. All right. We'll start again. What a lucky guy. I am. To own the 